welcome to the SB, everyone. Yeah. We, I think, how exciting. Kind of technically the first non SB related podcast to be recorded here. Thanks to the guys for letting us in. It's really exciting. To their swish new booth. If anyone doesn't know what you mean by that, can you explain further? So the Esplanade Hotel, uh, it gets called an icon of Melbourne pubs, and it's been closed for like five years now. Somewhere it's in that it's area. just been taken over, or it was taken over a while back, and it's been redone into this monster. Uh, we're talking, I think there's 12 bars in total that throughout this venue. Bars, isn't it? Two restaurants, uh, three live music stages, barrel aging program with Stomping Ground and Mountain Goat involved. And a bloody podcast studio. And that made us go, hang on a second. We know some people in the podcast biz. We do a podcast. Um, it's kind of weird. We're sitting, this is probably the, how long has it been since we've been in a studio, Dave? Oh, three years at least. Yeah. Um, we're sitting around a round table. But this is way more public than in the last one. Yeah. We were in a broom closet. Yeah. It's uh, Richmond. We've got a working. We've got a full bar behind us. People can probably pick up some headphones and listen in. Yeah. Um, so if you can read our lips, go. But we've also found a couple of good friends to come along and, and help us out with this final official podcast for the year. We've got some things worked out for the breaks. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Will Zabel. Hi. Thanks for having me again. Classic year roundup guest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Ian, fill in Dave occasionally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Ian McNally. Hello, uh, fill in Dave. Just sounds wrong, but now we're so right. We've been on your podcast before, the Chosen Brew. You were one of the first ever guests on my podcast. You were on my uh, my laser guided uh, something to be on my podcast, where guests talked the way through six beers that changed everything, and you. you you had 12 beers. It was a decent episode. Yeah. yeah. And then we played darts after. Yeah, we did. We, di- we, we didn't record time. it, sadly. It would have just been, I think, a yeah, bit of a disappointment. <laughs> kind of ums and ahs and occasional taps. <laughs> that would be it. So. Ooh. <laughs> and, then, and then me trying to work out maths. But isn't that... Um, <laughs> so it's the end of the year. Um, there are Christmas parties happening literally around isn't us. Isn't it so enjoyable? Uh, sun's out. Actually, it's been raining all day, but whatever. Yeah. It's not ruined the mystery. Sun's out now, and we're inside. Um, we're going to do our final year-end wrap. So last year, we got Will in to... And we went through four categories and debated them. Now, Ian, you are probably underprepared for this because we just pulled you in. And when we say underprepared... We, we really all might be underprepared. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I actually have been reading these on, uh, on the way here. Oh, reading the... Look at you. Oh, then you this predict, is... Predict, no, this, oh, is, no, this, this is, is separate from the predictions. Oh, this <laughs> yeah. is... Yeah. I can't believe you've confused Okay, <laughs> Okay, so... This so, really excites me. Okay, so what we're going to do... Um, what I'll do is... I'll, we'll, Dave, do you want to recap the categories from last year? Categories that we have run through is uh, the most improved brewery as we see it uh, for the year, the uh, well, one to watch for next year, the brewery of the year and the beer of the year. Or maybe that's in reverse order. I'm not sure. Uh, now, I did jot down what last year's were to see if anything that we say comes true or makes any sense. Um, what do you reckon? Are, are, we, are we tracking well? Yeah. Just in general? Yeah. All right. I can't. Just in really life or? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not tracking that well there. Um, I'm struggling to find it, to be oh, honest. Oh, okay. I remember them. Um, so last year, our uh, beer of the year was Juicy. Yep. Pretty, that was funnily enough, it was neither of our choice 
for mm. it. But after a discussion, I think we all were very comfortable with that being. Yeah, so, so that we were, we'll be deciding by quorum is what we did last mm. year. So, uh, yeah, Juicy, we decided that after a year of New England IPAs and what that beer kind of did for the market, Juicy was probably. And also bit. how many versions of it there yeah, were yeah, as I well. Think, and think the kind of parties and launches around it, the yeah. whole juicy movement yeah for sure i think that sort of like uh supports um supports our claim i mean how many juices were there after that that sort of we 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 mentioned that a listen today we mentioned that they've sort of almost built their brand around that beer a little bit um for the last year and i mean we saw six or so versions of it so is that really i mean we really do know what we're talking about when we (laughs) come up with these lists um brewery the year was three ravens yep uh we thought based on that and how they kind of cemented their place um I think they, yeah, I think they, they did did a great job last year. So yep. good on Three Ravens. Uh, one to watch was Stomping Ground because mm-hmm. they were still new then at that point. Yep. Uh, and I don't know, maybe we'll talk about them when we talk about this year's. Very possible. Um, and the most improved was Holgate. Yeah. And that was on the back of some getting their kind of core range locked up or locked down. And into some major chains. Yeah, pretty big refresh, yep. I'd say. Yeah. Um, and also building on the all getting the sour bread and the red ale. Um, what's the red ale again? Wild red. Wild red. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of sort of hype and a lot of love. But I think since then they've been a little bit quiet. Oh, I could, to my mind. I don't know if I've had a Holgate beer since then. The brewery is very much the new brewery is very much in the works, so that you would think would slow down their production. Yeah. Bit of a similar um, circumstance to yeah. Mornington a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, mm, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, let's jump in straight in because I've got a lot of breweries written down. So have I, yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't sound like you do. No, I've got, I've got a few. Okay. Yeah, and and, and Ian category. has none. So we'll follow. Jeez, <laughs> 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 Ian. <laughs> Maybe it's quite useful for me to kind of... I did say that, actually. ...to hear yeah. and mediate this yeah, debate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, do we want to start with um, well, we'll most do it, improved? Yeah, let's, we'll do it the same format as last year, and that cool. was most improved first. So, um, All right, so let's what, do it. Dave, what do you so, got written Well, down? what I might just put... I'll, I'll put my first one in uh, as Wildflower. Oh, can, can we... I guess, can you run down all of yours quickly? Uh, sure. I was just going to... Well, how many do you have? I've only got three. Oh, okay. And yeah, I was going to put... In, I put Wildflower in only because re- when I re-listened to the episode from last year, uh, we did all say that this... Um, would be one to, that we should consider. Go, uh, I think they were mentioned years. in every single they category. Were. They were but bridesmaid they every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and it's hard because they, so they, they were so new then that it was hard to really put a, a, a factor onto their improvement. But mm. um, you, you, you you went up prior, I believe. Have you been back, Will? Mm. No. Well, everything I've tasted no, from them is yeah. pretty much. A, a They've released a lot stunning. of beers this year yeah. and a lot. Quite a few I haven't had, but mm. all the ones I've had have been fantastic. And all the ones I didn't have, I wish, you wish I'd you had. had. Yeah, mm. um, we did a beer with them this year as well. Yep, uh, which was which was delicious and a lot of fun. I haven't had mine. Oh, okay, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, that's what we thought might happen this time last year, and I think that we were dead right. The other two that I've got in, uh, and this one sits in uh, the similar category as Wildflower last year, but I've had Burnley. Brewing. Nice. Yeah. In okay. My most improved. They haven't been around for too long, but um, have you guys all been to the bre- the brewery? Mm. Yeah. 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 Everything's so awesome tight. Space. Yeah. Mm. And beers are tasting really, really delicious. So they're one that, and also they're uh, 
package releases are all really excellent. The the package releases not only taste good, but they look great. Yep. Yeah, the branding they look so is good. branding's it, fantastic. It's almost yellow submarine. Like <laughs> yeah, it's got that yeah. kind of psychedelic but calmness about it. Definitely. It's really interesting. They've also done something that uh, really pleases me. They put a uh, nitro coffee brown out. Um, and that was really delicious. In the can. Yeah. 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 It's a good addition to the, the core range. Uh, cool. That's Who's your third? Third one was um, Mr. Banks. Cool. Uh, friend of, of the show. But I mean, man, in the last year, they've put out some cranking beers and like sort of uh, bang on style almost mm. without being like traditional brewing. Like when they have a West Coast IPA, it's pretty much line and length. Uh, they had a hazy IPA in the Carwin Canvent calendar. Mm. That was fantastic. It was really good. Like I'm, I'm done with haze. I just, I can't handle it anymore. And I had that one. And I was like, yeah, this is really drinkable. Yeah, nice. You sound like you're reforming from like a narcotic. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. done with haze, man. I am. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. It's like a quote from 1964. It's, it's an and epidemic <laughs> taking over this culture, and I'm, I'm, I'm going clean. <laughs> um, my three uh, most improved. Okay, I've got a I've got a long list of most improved. Let's so I'm just going to read them out. I'm not going sure. to elaborate. Um, if any sort of grab your grab your minds, why? I'm happy to explain. Green Beacon number one, Boat Rocket. Uh, I, actually, I'll explain Boat Rocket because love to, yeah. Last year we talked about their core range felt a little bit lacking. Yep. And this year they've just recently they've they've really put them front and center with some good looking cans, Pilsner. Miss Pinky and Sunshine and Rainbows, which, yeah, which is some sort of like uh, Blender by Sour. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I um, had the I had the pills on it. I really, really liked. Yeah, it. and yeah. the cans look fantastic. Like that's what I felt that brand was lacking, and yep. they've gone and done it. I'd still like something hop forward in a can. Oh, they've got a New Zealand cool. IPA. Oh, have you, anyone yep. tried it? No, I haven't tried right, it. Right. Okay. Uh, Kaiju, Wayward, yep. Van Diemen, Wolf of the Willows, Filter, and Hop Nation. You know what? Uh, For not having tried any of the beers, from what I'm seeing and hearing, I think Van Diemen is a good one out of that group. I think Van Diemen could be in my one to watch. Yeah, right. So then, but the the early and late. Have you guys had the early and late? No, I haven't can. had a Van yeah. Diemen beer in yeah. What, what did yeah. you think of them? Uh, yeah, early was the much uh, well the lower ABB, ABV yeah. one wasn't it? it was yeah. like three percent or yeah, three and a half percent sort of table beer. Yeah, I absolutely loved that. Yeah. Um, late, I enjoyed as well, hmm. but. Um, Early was one that really stood out to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also released a Green Gauge, uh, what Green Gauge aged barrel, barrel I don't know what estate beer. You're telling me about that. It's a type yeah. of plum that's oh, okay. that's fantastic, okay. and uh, yeah, it was a knockout beer. Yeah. Cool. Um, I also, I guess filter are probably one that stand out. Reading them back to me. Yeah. Uh, I think Mike's first experience with the filter XPA wasn't flash. Didn't think it was. I just. Thought it was a watery and a bit nothing. Sure. Well, uh, uh, and then since then it's really corresponding come on. show last year. One Will Zabel had that for this very category. Okay. And I think one. To, I think I had it as one to watch. Was it? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. And I think. One and of yeah, the, you have watched them. And yeah. This yeah. Year. yeah. <laughs> one of the conversation points was that the beers that you had 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 been a little bit nothingy yeah. thus far. Yeah. And since then, I could definitely attest to that. I've loved everything I've had from Filter. Yeah. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Um. I think Hop Nation have really come along a long way. Uh, they've they've kind of cemented themselves in in the conversation of like the most 
not hyped breweries, but the most sought after breweries in Australia with sure. Joe's and things like yeah. that. Without um, without any reason for it, I don't, I've hardly had any Hop Nation this year. Yeah, I just had recently in that again in the Canvet calendar that Black Jedi juice. Okay, that sounds awful to yeah, me. Yeah, I didn't like <laughs> it. Wasn't my jam, but um, that's probably the only one of the only Hop Nation beers I've had. Um, and Green Beacon just. They were went from Champion Small Brewery at the AIBAs to Champion Medium Brewery. Everything I've had has just been spot on. That's a very tangible measurement of improvement. Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess out of all the ones I read out, Green Beacon Filter, I think Green Beacon and Filter will be the ones. They're that the two that I'm put a t- picking up. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you? Yeah. Mean? So I'm interested to talk about Wolf of the Willows because they were on my list as well of most improved. I think. Uh, They've had they've had nothing but st- really strong releases this year in cans and stuff. They didn't mm. last year. They didn't seem to be. Uh, they sort of slowed down on on that sort of side of the business. But you know they've added a Pilsner's their core range, which, which is, is always delicious. yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. is always a good thing to do. They've released some really good sours. They've released some really good hop beers. They released an English amber. They really revolutionised the Australian that? industry with that Southern Brute. I don't oh. know. I don't know it, how they. They, 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 they released an awesome idea. beer with yeah. a. Um, with a podcast, which is cool, the, and the, the barrel aged beer too, fantastic. The, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, the amber, the woodsman. Yep. Yeah, oh, I agree. That was so good. And the branding on it as well, and the branding on Southern Brute yep. that they've yep. they've sort of. Um, I I always love the look of that brand, but they've um, changed it more recently. So that. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So I um, like that. What else you got? Uh, the other one I had, and and this brewery, I struggle to find where to put it in terms of the awards. But uh, ballistic up in yeah. Brisbane, uh, they you know they've only been around. Um, they only launched last year. Yeah, their brewery. I haven't actually visited the brewery, but apparently it brings in a really good crowd and an incredible place. They've opened a bar in West Bank in uh, Brisbane. They've you know the Sleep When You're Dead series where mm. they recall beers if the, um, hoppy beers if they're over Was a certain age. Ninety it's days or something. Yeah. Some, yeah. Um, they're 100% cold chip all their beers mm. uh, they've got a really good brand it's just one of those things where it's like that. that's kind of why I almost think one to watch yeah I've next got them year. they were the first name I wrote down in one to watch yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, but also this year has been really good for them and, and they're doing really good stuff for the mm. industry I think that that focus on freshness and, and those kind of things hmm is that, so that that was my two. Yeah. What do you reckon, Ian? Where do you land on this? Look, I think uh, obviously some great things. I think filter a real standout. Like four point two percent, like lead in beer. It's just sensational. I just yeah. think it's great, and the branding's great, etc. I've been really impressed the last probably three months. Um, ballistic. Mm. I just think some of their beers are quite experimental, but the ones, particularly the Australian Psycho IPA. So it was one of the best balanced beers I've had for a long time. And the um, the other one I'd like to give a mention to, Bridge Road. Okay. I think we kind of overlook Bridge Road. Sure. Like their Mayday Hills, like some of the um, releases, you know. Those food are Yeah, series? kind yeah. of like different. Um, I think there's so many breweries maybe at that level or close to that level that almost just, rest on their laurels and to kind of create that off spin and to, to be experimental and kind of risk maybe losing a bit of your core audience if they try one of your beers and it's Britannomyces <laughs> or whatever it is and they're like, I'm not having on Bridge Road again. Yeah. 
Look, it's a hard thing to have a brewery as big as Bridge Road and as well known in a most improved list. Yeah. But it shouldn't exclude them completely. I yeah. think. Because I think they're always doing what they have been doing. They, they, you know, they've been pioneers for a really long time yeah. in terms of whether it's Australian hops they use or certain marketing branding kind of things or the types of beers or their saison ipa mix pack yeah 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 the single hop ipas yeah first one in the country for sure to do that yeah Yeah. um so they're kind of there are no you can't say they're most improved because they're kind of still being they've always been improving they're just kind of moving it in a in different directions to keep up and, and to kind of push the boundaries uh what do we say? Do we want to make a, a new category? What do we call it? Lifetime Achievement Award. Lifetime. All right. So, Bridge Road. Bridge Road, inaugural <laughs> Lifetime Achievement Award. What well do you think done. about that? Pioneers once again. Uh, <laughs> um, for the listeners, Dave is really indifferent because <laughs> we had to re-record all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just lost uh, seven or eight minutes of good stuff. Yeah. And Quality banter. Um, so it's that's just that difficult to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means we're, we're left um, for you, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we we just went with it, and you were. <laughs> he's he's the only guy I care about. Yeah. Um, so I guess coming back to most improved. Yes. Uh, out of my list, I liked Filter. I liked Wolf of the Willows. Uh, Hop Nation came up. Yep. Dave, what did you have, Mr. Banks? I had Mr. Banks, but I really enjoy the Wolf of the Willows and Filter more than that. So I'm happy to look at those two ahead of Mr. Banks. Okay. Um, where do we land on Hop Nation? Hop Nation's a good one. Okay. Hang on. Are we going to change it now that we're re-recording? <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't going to take the lead on the Hop Nation talk. Yeah. <laughs> Who took the lead last time? It was Ian. I think it was Ian. Event. Ian, what's your spirit of defense of Hop Nation? Oh, look, I think Filter have done great things with um, the core range and the, the cans. It's just fun what they do. I think Hop Nation is a bit like this difficult second album, and I think they came into onto the scene with like kicking down the doors. And it's really interesting to see how they dealt with that, you know, the next phase of their movement. So, uh, but I think they're canning um they're moving into from bottles into cans the design the experimental things that they're doing in terms of barrel aging and whatever else the site, all, site fermentation project yes yeah, site fermentation and um all of that kind of added together i think just makes for a really attractive package and that I, they've really improved on their last they've made a few videos year. as well which it's amazing when you see like a, a well-made video on facebook and you kind of realize how few breweries actually ever do them i haven't seen them they're just going to the story behind the site stuff and yeah that's good it's it's still a rarity and it has a lot of potential to attract a lot of people to a brand i think also um the difficult second album when you're coming off i mean the word plateau is not very kind or fair but like if you're coming off a plateau pretty quick that's pretty impressive too i think so Mm. i reckon Hop Nation isn't a bad. I think it's a good one. They've cemented themselves in that beer geek love. Yep. Uh, you know, beer geeks uh, are thirsting after Hop Nation these days. Yep. I've and also and seen plenty of people, uh, not beer geeks, that love the heart okay. in some bars when yeah, they've got yeah. it all tapped there. So Actually, I know that that, uh, I don't know if it still is, but that was almost outselling Carlton Draft in a, in a bar that 
was um, revamped. That's pretty great. staggering. To so, honest, like, yeah. the locals were starting to drink the heart more than, um, than Carlton Draft. So. And uh, the session ale as well, the, the one they did with the Footscray the, uh, Historical patron, Society. Is that right? The patron? patron, patron yeah. well, and that's kind of cool, being in Footscray, seeing, um, you know, their signage brewed in Footscray around a few ven- venues. Uh, Bad Love Club. Um, They're good supporters, yep. Yeah, uh, and they make, the Bad, Bad Love Club make a pie uh, with the buzz, meat pie with the buzz, so you can get it at Bad Love Club or you can get it at the brewery as well. And I kind of like that. That's nice little synergy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can we maybe say that Footscray should be the most improved? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> like most improved suburb. Uh, <laughs> no, it's rubbish, you'll get stabbed. <laughs> Don't go there. Just in every respect. If I could give a, a cuddle to a suburb, <laughs> it would be Footscray just for all the right reasons. Yeah, they certainly are doing uh, a lot of correct things over there. So, love, love the Hop place. Nation. Hop Nation, congratulations. Uh, first time dual winner of anything, I think. Did, what did they win? They won the first most improved. Oh, did we do this not last year, the year before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, so what do we got? One to watch. One to watch. I have a, I've got a massive list. I've got a fair list too, so do you want to uh, try and... That's uh, my list. I've got like 10. Yeah, I've got 12. I've only got two, so I've can I do eight. my two first go and then... Go for it. Okay, go. And then, uh, so Ballistic yep. is my... I, I can't remember... If the chat we had about ballistic was recorded or not, it would have been. Yeah. yeah okay. Was, so yeah. you all know why I thought ballistic was most improved. Yep. More or less the same arguments. They're going from strength to strength. I think they're one of Brisbane's sort of top breweries. They're doing really interesting stuff for craft and innovation, and I think we'll have a very good time if we closely watch them. I've never had a ballistic beer, and uh, hearing you guys say what you've said about it, I really want to try yeah. it. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. I've enjoyed everything I've had. Uh, really enjoyed it, and they do a they did a oaked pale or an oaked pilsner, I think, uh, which is really fun. I, it wasn't barrel aged, but I think it was oak chips. But it's a fun, a fun little twist uh, cool. on tap. So yeah, very good. Uh, who was your other one? Uh, my other one was Tribe Breweries. Um, oh. I, I guess more for oh, sort of righto. shill yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for for the business of what they're doing. This has been a massive year for them. They got a massive private equity cash injection they created tribe they they you know for, formed it above brew pack so the people that um, don't know what that is what is it so tribe breweries used to be brew pack and they had their own brand i guess of, of beer called stockade um they've op- they've now opened a, a barrel room a stockade barrel room they also early in the year they bought wild gluten free brewery they created a brewery targeting thailand and they bought mornington peninsula brewery as well so, you know, I don't think anyone would have probably thought something like Brewpack being a mostly a contract brewing operation would have been, would now be one of the country's largest independent breweries. So it sounds like uh, you're making a play for most improved. Um, <laughs> no, I think, yeah, well, that that is a good point, but I think they've got, you know, they've, they've got a lot a more to do next year. Yeah, yeah. And they're a major player. They're, they're very different to a lot of craft breweries. They're also like brewing PBR now in, in mm. for Australia. So I just think from the business side of craft brewing, maybe not the, the beers they're making, although I'm sure there's some really good stuff, particularly mm. exciting stuff coming out of the barrel room. I think they're definitely a business to watch because, you know, normally we talk about the major players and they're kind of a different kind of major player. Hmm. Good one. Okay. Who wants Do you to want to run, run through my list? Yeah. Right, oh, I've got Red Hill cool. on my list. They've cert- like Even their presence has sort of been uh, revamped a little bit. We're starting to see some social posts and yep. this and that sort of thing. And they've canned a couple of new beers as well. Which I'm really keen to try. Definitely. Also, um, one of the last bottle 
uh, limited releases they made was like an East Coast IPA, and it was delicious. Okay. I don't know if that's one of the ones going in the can, in the can, but it was really good. And um, for a brand that's never really um, forayed into hop forward beers, this was like a really great hop profile. So um, their um, West Coast IPA they made, yeah, well, it was a new well, it was part of their hop harvest, yeah, an ESB and a West Coast. That was really good. Yeah, really awesome. good. So. They're making a push into um, a little bit more refreshed uh, ideas, so I'm really keen to see how uh, they go. How come that. you didn't make your joke about the most improved <laughs> for that? Because he's, he's okay. arguing the same well, thing. I mean, he's, got, he's still arguing <laughs> to drive. The reason why is because. <laughs> Sounds like you're making a play for the most improved. <laughs> <laughs> <you're doing. laughs> I feel like most of the stuff they're doing is very, very recently, so I don't know if they've improved a lot yet, but they're on that track anyway. Yeah, so. I agree. Like Because the, cool. the yeah. rebrand only happened in the last two weeks. So yeah. yeah. So, so um, we'll take it back, <laughs> all right? Yeah. I actually uh, thought you were making uh, a play for Lifetime Achievement, <laughs> Red, Red Hill. Uh, next on my list is um, Burnley. Uh, for the reasons that I mentioned, when I wasn't sure if the first year they were in the right conversation for most improved, I think they are in the conversation for um, uh, one to watch for all those reasons mm. that I assume recorded before. Yep, yeah, they did, yeah. Um, and I guess on that because I've got them down as well because they've got a big barrel program going or not big but you know decent yeah, for a first year player um, for sure they've got their production brewery off site so it's more than just the brew pub and yeah I think that could be yep carry on excellent um, I had down um, fixation as sort of like a continue because we had this as a nomination last year um, with the forthcoming uh, brew pub build and now that's up and going it's pretty great, and I'm still keen to see what they do from that particular uh, mm. venue. Next one's Molly Rose. I think anyone that listens to this show knows that uh, we're excited, and there is there's excitement around what's going to happen with Nick at Molly Rose. Um, one again from a, a a business point of view, a little bit um, Brick Lane. Mm. I'm just it's very just I'd like to just watch them for a while and see see what happens with them. Yeah. Because uh, I'm starting to see some old package beers out and around now. Yeah. Um, I've only seen the videos on the socials, but the facility looks enormous. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. It, it's huge, and they've got a huge amount of space to grow. Yeah, as well. You, uh, it surprises me that you still see less of their beers than you do. They don't. That you know they are getting into more spots now. But, yeah. But the, I guess maybe they've been slower to start or really kick off. Mm. That you might have. What you might have thought. I think so. Yeah. By this point, I expected to see them everywhere. And yeah. Uh, next one is Bodrigi, who are in the middle of a build uh, in Abbotsford. Built's done, baby. Is it finished? Yeah. Where they well, the brewery, the brewery's built, but the venues. Venues. Yeah, yeah right. It's, it's um, I'm pretty keen for that because yeah. they've sort of like for a couple of years now been dripping and dropping a few beers around, and they've all been pretty good, really. Um, yeah. So once they start yeah. kicking it out, I'm pretty keen to see it's how the they same go. owners as uh, Dr. Morse as well, for people yep. who don't know, and that is a such a good venue that I, I'm really excited by what the, the space of Bodrigi will be like. I'm off to Dr. Morse this weekend for a boozy brunch on Saturday, nice. and I'm really excited. It's probably one of the best places in Melbourne to have a boozy brunch. Yeah, yeah. We just I think we're just going to settle in for the day. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to run over my uh, quick... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, my yeah. list of like 16 or whatever it is. Oh, okay, yeah. Rangers Brewery in Brisbane. Yeah, you were really smitten with them, yep. weren't you? Ballistic, Rocky Ridge, Bodriggy. I'm pointing at Dave here for the nice. listeners. You didn't point at Will with uh, Ballistic. That's oh, yeah, cool, sorry. Yeah. Ballistic. Yeah. I already nice. acknowledged him yeah. for that. Uh, Beer Farm and WA. They Oh, man. Some of their IPAs have been 
gorgeous. If you haven't had a chance, try it. a couple at the festival, yeah. Uh, co-conspirators, Stone and Wood. Stone and Wood on the one to watch. There you mm. go. Because uh, they're going to get bought? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> they are not going <laughs> Because they're putting out mango hazy IPAs yeah. and they're delicious. Yeah. I actually had co-conspirators on my list too, but I thought I had them down incorrectly, so I skipped over it. Okay. Uh, two Bays, the gluten-free one out yep. of Mornington Don't mind that. Uh, Andrew Gale Brewing there yep. from Mornington yep. Peninsula Brewery previously. Steve Jeffers's brother, uh, Steve from the Tap House and Gab, so in Stomping Ground. Uh, Burnley Brewing, pointing at Dave again. Sour and Piglet uh, have had probably two of my favourite beers of the year. Uh, Dollar Bill Brewing, now that they're getting their own setup in play. Very cool. And Capital Brewing out of Canberra. Nice. Good list there, I reckon. Yeah. I, I wanted to, the reason I wanted to read them all out is because what a great yeah. list of breweries that are just doing consistently good beers that are all kind of unique in their own way. When I was putting all these uh, short lists together, I was like, strong time in the industry at the moment. Yeah. Mm. I thought for sure, I didn't think there was going to be much crossover with all of our uh, selections and so much to pick to choose from. The one I probably want to, the two that I want to make most arguments for are Bodriggy yep. and Ballistic. Yep. Um, Bodriggy because they put in a big kit. They've got an established hospitality base and all the beers have been really good. And um, also, I mean, without having done much, they've pretty much established what their brand and vibe is pr- yeah. pretty thoroughly. Well, because they do the, the Pilsner, which is a black can with a gold top. And I think that's a gorgeous branding. Like it's so trashy bogan, but that's their brand, which is kind of cool. Um, Speaking of Trashy Bogan, I was at Gizfest a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, They had Furfy sponsorship. Furfy's for $5 a can. Melbourne Bitter, seven fifty a can. Melbourne Bitter everywhere. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Wow. I would do that purely because it's an even note. Five bucks or five... Like yeah, I, who I wants would have to spend seven fifty well, on anything. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought that that whole Melbourne bitter culture yeah. came about because that's going to be the cheapest tin at most places. Uh, yeah, and then Melbourne bitter is still so strong in the like rock and rolls in Definitely. Melbourne. Yeah. But like, I, yeah. but that's a that's a clear decision though. Anyway, yeah, yeah. To your list, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I want to put it between Ballistic and Bodriggy. Uh, and we want to get Ian in the mix to tell us what he thinks about these two. Well, I actually, I've got a couple more to add. All right. Even though I'm not very prepared for this, uh, I feel like the conversation there just got got the juices flowing. And uh, I think um, one to watch for me is Modus. Oh, nice. Because talking about a difficult second album, I think, again, they got massive hype and have come along in those 500 mil cans and just branding the beers are sensational what are they going to do next so i would definitely be keeping an eye on that um the big guys <laughs> what are the big guys <laughs> gonna buy next yeah they definitely want to watch just in general yeah. life i think we Great had a, a b and b in the discussion last you year did. Was one and we talked yeah. a lot about the brew pubs that haven't eventuated as well yeah yeah um, yeah okay yeah Ooh, I, like, I like that actually yeah goose yeah. island and yeah yep. interesting and um definitely burnley i think uh Dave, you said before, like their beers are tight, and they're like their their dry Irish dry stout is the best that I've had for years. <laughs> it's just so good. Like the styles that they do are just so good. Yeah, their Keller um, beer is delicious as well. The yeah. hoppy ones are great. Uh, the quality control and what Michael's doing there is is really good. So it, it's going to be interesting how they can expand and and see how how the growing pains are, etc. Um, and the other one for me. Uh, Luke, in your uh, predictions for next year, you put sour beers becoming mainstream. Mm. Now, 
straight come to my mind was two meters tall. Okay. Like, <laughs> just because they've been doing crazy stuff <laughs> for so long, are they ever going to be mainstream? <laughs> are they ever going to be able to get off the island? I mean, but I just think they're fascinating to watch. They've had beers and Noma before. I think they were one to watch years ago. They could well be. Like, yeah. e- even if we didn't have it in this format, but we. No, it was. They were literally our first one to watch. Um, when we're, I remember, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. It, sitting in um, the studio in Madman, Madman Entertainment, where we used to record, I reckon that was they were one to watch. They were an original. Wow. Do you watch, have you watched them that much since then? Look, to be honest, I have closely, and then I've also had some less than great experiences with some of their beers. Um, which has kind of turned me off. And when their beers are good, they're, they're spectacular. I think, uh, for me anyway, uh, if I were them and I wanted to make a push into the next area for them, it would be taking their strategy of putting a couple of beers in small format bottles and not doing it with the salty sea stout, yeah. doing it with something else. Cleansing ale, sure, that makes yeah. sense to me. But putting out some other beers... I don't know if... I think you have to be into Salty Sea Stout to want to buy it in small... Like, in, like regularly. And, and Salty Sea Stout is exactly how it sounds. Yes, it is, yeah. Um, which isn't a thing that I want in a six-pack. No, and it makes more... Oh, maybe it doesn't even make more sense in a big format bottle. But, like, <laughs> if you pushed out uh, some of their great other sours in small format bottles and the price was less of a barrier for people that haven't had them before... I think that would expand their uh, reach a little bit. See, I think they're they're a unique operation and they're their own thing, but they naturally fall into a space which breweries like Wildflower and La Serene are doing much better and that's why they fail to sort of capture and take off, I, I think. Mm. You know, something like Wildflower has come along and, and, you know, they don't only make sour beers and stuff, but th- th- that kind of element of storytelling and yeast and all, all sure. that stuff, that it, um, they're just doing it um, much better. I agree. I would love also to just have an eye on just the Tasmanian scene. Yeah, I, I yeah. think um, it would be, it'd be great for Two Metres Tall to collaborate, to kind of join together. Uh, and this goes for any... I had a Hobart Brewing Company... Uh, Brett Saison, it was a, a year old and it mm. tasted fresh as a daisy. It was mm. sensational. And I don't think we're getting enough to the mainstream of those uh, small beers. And um, Hobart makes really good beers as well. I, yeah. Every time I've had one, I've been really impressed. So yeah, I think we were drinking the IPA the other day, actually, Will. Yeah, at the local tap house. Yeah. Yeah. And Cascadian Dark is, yeah. is a fantastic beer yeah. as well. I love that. Um, based on what you said, I think Burnley are probably our one to watch. And I think my reasoning after what you're talking about is not that many people outside of maybe us and the Melbourne scene are really watching them. And even, I think within the Melbourne scene, I think they're easily dismissed as being, as being a, bit what, fla- a bit flash. A bit oh, of okay. A, um, Having like nice branding and things like that can I, almost work against you. And the hospitality venue is not a, a brew pub as people think a brew pub should be. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, um, if you tell me, like, a day, like a day or night, day to me personally, but like, where would you want to go out for a day of a day of, for drinks? Like Burnley's like the first place I'm thinking of. Absolutely, yeah. um, Phil Cook from New Zealand, who I'm sure will listen to this, is recently moved from Melbourne. And the first place I was like, we we got to have a beer. Is yeah. we got to go down to Burnley? I think it's also the locale, isn't it? I mean, uh, breweries are normally open in like uh, you know 
out west or in mm. industrial estates and here we are in kind of Hawthorne, Burnley mm. in a very you know high real estate part of town. Sure. It's not too far from uh, who are we talking about? Outgang? Uh, yeah. And then speaking of a brewery, Mo- uh, Mallingoat and Moondog. Yeah. So that little uh, precinct. And the Royston. Yeah. yeah. So it does work in terms of the place you want to go for a beer. But Definitely. It, yeah, if you're going on a pub crawl with mates, it might seem like a little bit of a flash venue, which I think works against it. I don't know. Well, maybe it seems like a flash venue, but like it's not like... Oh, yeah, I'm not trying to discourage people. No, but I mean, it's almost like it's almost a place that I would take my non-beer mates Mm. because I've got a pretty good wine selection. Like you could get like a pretty clean pills or just a clean pail and there's sports on TV or whatever. Uh, It's comfortable. Definitely. Yeah, I reckon it's great for that sort of like all-purpose venue. So it sounds like the one to watch is going to be them? Burnley. Absolutely. There was a lot of bees in there as well in the the top (laughs) one to watch. I'm glad these microphones are good for plosives. I also think just one thing to add on Burnley is their social media presence. They have an Instagram which is behind the scenes of Burnley. They also have a strong... Which is just Michael and his dog, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, just the dog, yeah. But also they have a strong female presence. They've done a collaboration with uh, Pink Foods as well Um, all of that I think adds to a really rich kind of brand and Mm. uh, definitely has legs for you know the years to come great Burnley I'm happy with that Burnley congratulations I look forward to watching them very much Um, I reckon I should go out there and hit stop and take a quick break and we can refresh our beers great idea and we'll come back and do best brewery and best beer you just stepped on my... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were oh, going. Yeah, there was a lot of A's in there. And you're going to yeah. cut this anyway, aren't you? <laughs> so we are back. We are back, hopefully. After some minor more, technical more teething problems. Yeah. Uh, what are we up to, gentlemen? We're up to beer. What's in your glass? Let me ask that to start with. We're drinking Pirate Lights. We started off, I started off with Stomping Ground IPA. Which was delicious, it by was the delicious. way. Yeah. We started off, uh, myself and Will, with Hawker's Pilsner. All right. Also delicious. Yeah, really good. Mm. Yeah, Great. Pretty solid. 5%. And now, yo-ho, it's a pirate's life for us. Will, Ian and myself <laughs> have got some pale. <laughs> and and Luke's got a golden. Pirate life golden, yeah. Yeah. Which I think was like a collab with a hip-hop label or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So golden like golden a, era a records, which is Hilltop Hoods. There you go. Yeah. There it's we go. <laughs> 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 no, not, not that I'm obsessed with that band or anything. <laughs> LP on the front or something? Yeah, yeah maybe. I think so. I think it's like a black and gold it sort of label with a gold record. Yeah. I feel very old all of a sudden. Is <laughs> 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 that an LP? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the doyen of Aussie hip hop's on the, the podcast, yeah, which is. Exactly. Uh, uh, I like we are I like to call myself that. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, a good title to bestow upon yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Brewery of the year. That's this is a big one. Where? What do we got? Oh, I just felt the lights dim. Yeah. yeah. Light a bit moody. Yeah. Um, we can have a seance. <laughs> yeah. <Whoa. laughs> we probably should do that. Let's make that happen. <laughs> I get uh, the technology working. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, who wants to kick off with their uh, names for brewery of the year? I'm happy to do it. Do it. Uh, the three that I wrote down. Wildflower. Dick. Modus operandi and Bolter. Strong. Well, what do you got? I had uh, Wildflower and Modus. Okay. Good crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had Wildflower, Stomping Ground, Two Birds. Oh, hello. I mean, Two Birds have not put a foot wrong. 
Yeah, agreed. Ever uh, in any way. No. Yeah. Uh, La Serene. And one f- that I experienced on my trip, Artisan, uh, I had 10 beers of theirs, 10 stunning beers. Um, and if that's like the kind of festival stuff they're serving up, they must just be knocking them out of the park. Mm. Um, also, one of their beers uh, was part of the uh, advent calendar, or the Canvent calendar, uh, mm. which was just a delicious... Uh, oh, so has that come up yet in the Canvent Yes, account? it has, yeah. yeah. Um, which was a barrel-aged double, I believe it was, just 6.5%. I'm a couple of days behind, so I haven't gotten to it yet. Well, it's not my fault, yeah. yeah. What, what <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> blaming you. It looks good, but I can't help you out with what the style yeah, is. Yeah, no, but it was fan- It was fan- It was like I did have a sneaky taste of it at the fest- at the Frio Beer Fest while I was there. Um, and everything that they were serving up was just bang on, like perfect Belgian-style beers. It was really, really good. So if they were 10 for 10... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's pretty hard to ignore them um, for Brewery of the Year. Nice. I haven't tried any of their beers yet. No, I mean, we'll, <laughs> I don't know when we. I don't know where we would have. I think yeah, it's pretty yeah. much all um, localized, pr- pretty in a pretty small area. I think. Given we've all said Wildflower, look, can I say? Yeah. Can I, where do you, where do you land? I'm going to throw in Stomping Ground. Yeah, they're like I, the I consistency is amazing. Look, you. Take the consistency and quality of beer as a given and then move into the how they've kind of permeated into Melbourne culture in terms of, you know, the Avita thing that's going on at yep. the moment mm. in terms of the, the terminal three and a half. Like Association the with uh, Movember as well. Yep. Movember, the Pridal Vice. Like I just think as a terms of a community brand, like obviously they're going off in many directions but they have managed to kind of uh, assimilate themselves with so many positive causes mm. i think they're really sh- uh, leading away and showing how a brewery can get social change and uh you know move move social causes on as well which is quite a brave move as well because kind of putting yourself out with pride or vice before the the vote is definitely drawing a line in the sand that mm. could backfire with a you know probably not in melbourne <laughs> We're all educated. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you sorry, could not, that was controversial. You though, could not be more correct. And this was all the reasons that uh, this time last year they won our one to watch for next year. So uh, I we I couldn't agree more. That's almost the exact reason why I put them uh, in the list. On top of the fact that. Um, I've just, I think I might have covered every Canvent beer so far, but one of the other <laughs> ones was um, was Imperial Ned, which is their Imperial uh, IPL, and it was fantastic. So that was what like refreshed in my mind, but then made me think that, again, they have not put a foot wrong, and they've taken a lot of steps this year. So um, Have you guys met Ned before? He's a dog? Yeah. No, I don't think I've met Ned. Oh, he's great. Have you met him? Will? No. Ian, anyone no. met Ned? No, never met Ned. Ned's the best. He's a giant. Um, Does he exist? Uh, oh, this big dog. Yeah, dog. he's one of those uh, Newfoundland or something like that, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like last time I was there, I wanted to go pet him because he's a fucking giant dog and he's lying, like lying in the middle of the brewery floor. There's like a gaggle of kids around him, all just like. 
He was just like living the dream. Just just saying, he's living yeah. his best life. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. No, um, I think I've changed my mind. Kids and pets in a brewery. No, get out. <laughs> uh, I don't, don't want to be there. Stomping ground. You've gone bad. Boo. Um, but also, I, I mean, that. All, I think Imperial Ned and Ned like struck a chord with me because I think the only beer that I haven't liked from Stomping Ground maybe ever is their um, Robert Double IPA, which is just too sweet and mm. sticky for me. Uh, which I mean, I'm sure like, uh, I know a lot of people love that beer and like those kinds of, I- of IPAs, but I just don't. And this is just like the my kind of double IPA. So I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but I think they're, I mean, it's tough to go past Wildflower, but I think there's a strong case for Stomping Ground. I'm, yeah. I'm batting in hard for Wildflower. Yeah. I, I've loved every single Wild, of it. Yeah, everything's releases. been really stunning. Yeah. I, yeah. I Did you guys try Patronus? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was our beer again. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for Wildflower as well. Look, 100%. I think, can I just say about Wildflower, amazing things that Topher's doing. Um, I had a conversation with Topher about uh, kind of accessibility to beers and things, and a table beer, I think, is such a sensational idea that it's just for the people, 3%, you just drink it without worrying about the alcohol contents. It's a great cleanser. And Topher said he doesn't want his beer to be exclusive, but it definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> It yeah. definitely is, and I think that's one thing that holds it back. Is that? Do you think that's only as a uh, interstate packaged product? I think if you go to their tap room, it's very accessible. But I, I mean, think it depends challenge. on how you define what exclusive is. It is maybe exclusive for people who are used to treating beer in a different way, but we're so used to treating wine in a certain way that I think it actually has the potential to bring just as many people over to beer who are used to other kinds of drinks than it is to, you know, we we don't need a hundred breweries making accessible pale ales to try and attract new craft beer drinkers. We need people that are at such a high bar. They're making, you know, wine writers and wine drinkers and stuff pay attention to beer in a way that they haven't before so on top of that just making beer at such a high quality that you have to pay attention yeah yeah i think in terms of the accessibility uh not so much um being able to access it for an ordinary punter but just being able to get your hands on the beer is Mm -hmm. is a thing you know actually uh, it's one of those beers that people will queue around the block for uh i don't think there's that many breweries in australia or beers that that happens for mm. and that's great and kind of makes it stand out but also it's it's not great because not everybody can get the beer in their hands so do, do, so i guess does that then it need to be on scale do you think like in terms of because he's on a small operation it's not his fault yeah absolutely so yeah, 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 yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would completely <laughs> empathize with that and uh I th- yeah and it, pro- it certainly probably doesn't diminish from the fact that it's going to win Brewery of the Year. So yeah, I think yeah. it's going to win Brewery of the Year. But I just wanted the conversation to go uh, a yeah, little bit no, longer. I totally agree. I think they're all good points as well. Uh, but given the fact that Will and Luke are batting hard for it, it was the first name on my list. Yeah. I think we have to congratulate Toe for yeah, his Brewery well of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. 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 It's not really clapping, but I, I like the yeah. I, wasn't, I stopped yeah. myself because yeah. I wasn't sure if you could hear it or not. So I was kind of... <laughs> but you guys can see I'm yeah. clapping and yeah. that's who it was really for. Um... It, the arguments you're making you made for Stomping Ground or that were made for Stomping Ground in general is why I've got Stomping Ground Gibbs Street Pale as my beer of the year. Yep, nice. Um, I had that in my list as well. Okay. Well, what have you got? Um, I've got a lot, by the way. I do <laughs> okay. not have that uh, in my list. I, I kept it pretty short. 
uh, Citre Sour from La Serene. Tick, right? yep. Um, t- I actually checked it out on the way here. Technically, it came out last year, but it was keg only. Release or something. Yeah, no, or I don't think it matters. Do, do we, not, we don't do yeah, it as a yeah, new no, beer. No, 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 okay, no. It's like beer of the year. Yeah. Well, anyway, the cans are out this year and they look incredible. It's a great beer. Um, it's a very sour tart, core range beer. Mm. Um, I think it was probably a couple of years ago. Did you guys give Urban Pale? Yep, yeah. that was beer, um, of the year. beer of the year. I, uh, I think Citrus Sour yeah. deserves beer of the year for the exact same reason yep. Urban Pale did. At that time, Fair yeah, cool. cool. I had the I had that down for those exact reasons. Um, I will go through. Yeah, kind yeah. Of that, I kind of added a few others there, but I, I just want to push that one. I'm yeah. happy. I, to, I, I don't I'm need other beers. I'm happy for a lot of mine to get yeah. just dismissed, but they needed to be uh, mentioned at least. Uh, I don't know if it was part of the conversation last year, but something we've talked about all year pretty consistently. Sonic Prayer from Modus Operandi is yeah. a staple for us. I love that beer. Uh, Keller Beer from Burnley is. So good. It's yep. so on style that it's almost impossible to ignore. Gip Street, double up. Uh, both versions of the St. Florence from uh, Wildflower were gorgeous. Uh, the MG Grand Cru from Dollar Bill. Yeah, I nice. really, really yeah. loved. Uh, the uh, Zinger Slinger from Blackman's Lager Series, the New Zealand Hop one. I tried really hard to fit Blackman's into this, into every category, and sure. I, I couldn't quite. Uh, the okay, I'll do this in a little bit of an order. Uh, the beer that I've drunk far more than any other beer this year, Kaiju Crush. It's they've done so well to get that into so many places where it's two weeks old, no matter when you try and find it. It's amazing that it's always the freshest packaged beer that you can find on most shelves. So mm. I've grabbed that a lot of times. One beer that Staggered me this year. Uh, I had the Goose Island Bourbon County Stout at Gabs, and I thought that's pretty good. You can't allow that, Dave. Why would we put it down in the mix of Australian Beer of the Year? Because I'm telling you why the next beer that I'm about to say what, is what, fantastic. What? So the next beer that I had after Bourbon County was by far my favourite stout that I've had this year. The uh, 2018 Hawkers Imperial Stout Unbarreled was sublime, and I think they. Ruin is the wrong word, but I think they diminished it with barrel aging because I thought the straight uh, unbarreled version was spectacular. Um, but my favourite beer of the year, uh, I think, was the Moondog Brutus Beefcake Brut IPA. That's the best double IPA yeah. in Australia that I've had. I haven't had that, but a lot of people have told me that I'm really So it, it transported me. Like, it's called a Brut IPA and it's exceptionally dry. But it doesn't taste like a brute that, as we know it, even though it's such an infant style. But straight away, it imported me back to uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, where those super hoppy, super dry beers. And yeah, far and away, the best Australian double IPA that I've had. So that's a pretty strong yeah, push wow. from it. Yeah, this, um, so Brutus, I hovered over it. Yep. Uh, didn't put it on. Sonic Prayer is in there because that's... I think that's the one IPA that if I see it on the fridge, I'm you probably going to buy back it. to it, yeah. Um, Gip Street Pale, as I said. Strong, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think, like, in terms of just accessibility and a six-pack beer that I always want on my fridge, yep. that's that's it. And for I guess for all the reasons you mentioned uh, earlier, Ian, about you know, the community engagement, you know, that's the beer of Movember. Um, it's just, it's become a really strong flagship. And 
it's not compromising on it's not you know it's not a pale that's a little bit wishy-washy no no it's still on xpa it doesn't have that you know it's just a it's a new world pale from top to bottom you're comfortable giving to a friend or you, you give to your mate that loves hops and you're going to get everyone's happy with um the other one was jedi juice i don't love jedi juice it's probably not one of my favorite of their beers but that beer is just in such demand at the moment. They're selling it out by the case For immediately. Sure. I believe that. Yeah. Um, it propelled them to being our most improved brewery, I think, on the on the back of that. Um, I'd like to throw that in the mix. Don't mind it. I way prefer the case for Gibbs okay. over any of the other ones. Ian, what do you got? I'm just going to give an honourable mention to Kaiju Metamorphosis in a can because mm. it went to can this year and fresh... It's just sensational. It's just so so nice. If I've got a, w- a can of that in the fridge, it's just I just know it's it's okay. I don't even need to drink it. It's just things are going to be okay. <laughs> 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 and I love that so much. Just the idea of it being in the fridge is you know it's there. Just it's comforting. Be yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my sister's a drama teacher as well, so she loves the idea of metamorphosis, and I don't quite understand why, but. I, I, friends, I, Kafka. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the uh, the whole like drama student curling up into a ball and then <laughs> like that's to me what drama does. Uh, so, yeah. I, I know <laughs> it's not a beer from this year strictly, but it's uh, the double uh, choc hazelnut brown by Bad Shepherd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I just think that like as again is a kind of a Trojan horse for uh, craft beer getting into restaurants. Like the hazelnut brown is. Definitely. Sold so successfully as a dessert beer, uh, and got a lot of people onto the craft beer train. I think, and the double chalk is just yeah. There's just something so even, reassuring even about it. Even locally, with their local punters, like the amount of like high vis vests you see with just pints of hazelnut brown when you go to the brewery is like yeah, it's mm. really nice. To and see. I and almost had Victorian pale is in there. Yeah, fair and cool. it's just too new though to yep. me to sort of really understand what it is or where it sits. Oh, uh, you know what? Bad Shepherd would have been going for one to watch. Cause they're on the try back of that, cause yeah. Because they, they're going to try and transition a lot of their core into that yeast as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, it's just kind of all, all only happened in the last month or so, so yeah. it's kind of hard to yeah, know I agree what's going on there. And the New World IPA as well finishes up so dry. It's yep. like a Chardonnay. It also, just their grapefruit IPA was great as well yeah. this year. Yeah, It actually tastes like grapefruit, which yep. is it's very off-putting because I've had the <laughs> Elvis juice from BrewDog. Yeah, it kind of... They've added something to it, but... <laughs> 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 the Bad Shepherd actually tastes like real grapefruit, which was... Um, yeah, grapefruit's not nice. Uh, <laughs> I like grapefruit. <laughs> Although there's a part of me oh, that... Oh, citrus and cedar as well. That was a rip Yeah, Yes, citrus yeah. and cedar was... Yeah, yeah. that whole range was... Yeah, it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah. IPA range, yeah. We've already... Runner-up, Lifetime so Achievement yeah. Award. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, beer of the year. I'm pretty comfortable with Gippy. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm batting hard for Citray still, okay. but... I, yeah. I, I I like I, your I love Citra, yeah. but yeah. I, Ian, the yeah, adjudicator. I, I think uh, Gip Street Pale is uh, such a solid beer, and and for all the reasons we've discussed, I think that that would be a uh, definite honourable. Right. Uh, and like ahead of schedule, it's becoming like a staple. It's so a, like it's only been a couple of years. It's really. at my, mm. it's at my local Liquorland now, and it, like that's what I buy on a yeah, Friday. Yeah, definitely. 
for that and just yeah so good for that reason it has never let me down stomping grounds gibb street pale um now congratulations stomping grounds yeah well done um, we talked about Bridesmaid. Yep. Who came up the most that didn't get anything? Uh, Ballistic got a couple of mentions. Filter? Filter got a couple of mentions. Um, Burnley? Burn- no, no, Burnley no, got one. Burnley got one. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't listening yeah. to that. No. <laughs> oh, we've, we've had so <laughs> many redos. <laughs> it's hard to know what we recorded. I think and it's going to be out of... Uh, I really like Filter for this. Yeah, okay. Unless there's any complaints. I'm into it. Filter, bridesmaid. Because because filter XPA was on my shortlist for the. Can we call it highly well. commended? Or no, we, we can call filter want to watch. Yeah. Yeah, highly commended. I think. Yeah, that's fair. All right, congratulations, filter. Highly commended. The old HC. Yeah. Um, and in every brewery we've, we've mentioned, there hasn't been a brewery that's been mentioned that I've gone. Uh, I'm not sure if I love them as much as whoever said that. That's like a comment on the state of the industry, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's why I think one to watch is really hard because there's a lot of... Like, I'm comfortable knowing there's going to be a lot of breweries producing really amazing beer over the next 12 months. Yep. And it, it makes sort of picking one out of that like incredibly difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the <coughs> fact that I had on my list Range and Stone of Wood, mm. who are so yeah, different definitely. in terms of like that's... Yeah. Well, I put Tribe down just because it was easier to yeah, choose yeah. someone that was business that <laughs> yeah. was about the business of them. I than enjoyed that. Than uh, like I what they were releasing. Yeah. Yeah. You giant nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Their business moves are going to be very economically <laughs> smart. <laughs> Can't wait to watch that and talk about it in pubs. <laughs> all, all my mates. Um, this has been probably one of our most fractured episodes, Dave. Oh, for sure. Thanks, technology. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but like. In a place to record, I think we're going to be back here to record <coughs> almost in the future. certainly. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the SP for letting us be a guinea pig. Absolutely. Shout um, out to Will Zabel. Shout out to Ian McNally. Thanks. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Ian, where do people find your podcast? Uh, so it's called The Chosen Brew, and they can find it on any good podcast outlets. Um, but You've got it, another one as well. Yeah. yeah, I've got another one, yes. But The Chosen Brew is the beer podcast. This guest talks the way through the six beers that changed everything. The six-pack of Epiphany beers, and it's heaps of fun. I've only done about 30 episodes so far. And uh, the other podcast I do is called The Wheel of Sports, where we kind of delve into... Um, nostalgic sporting moments that I, I was i'm not i don't know if i'm that in love with sports <laughs> but it's just the stories behind sports are sure. fascinating I mean, so if anyone's ever watched like the 30 for 30 documentary series on espn i've shed many tears yeah. watching that so like there's definitely <laughs> an emotional connection somewhere even if you've never given a shit about the sports you're watching about Something gets you. Yeah, and it's a, it's a treasure trove because there's some, uh, you know, we've covered the underarm bowl in the G in 1981. We've covered the 1985 World NBC Snooker Championship. You know, men oh, my in, God. Men in bow ties. 18 and a half million people stayed up till after midnight to watch men in bow ties with sticks in the hand. Brilliant. Just brilliant. <laughs> so we've and even covered the first female who ran in the Boston Marathon. So oh, some that's a great story, yeah, that one. She, wasn't she dressed as a male or something? Uh, yeah, she kind of... Uh, well, there's a bit of con- controversy because she was the first official runner, KV Switzer. But the year before, Bob, Bobby one. Gibb was running you know, from the Bee Gees. See, she, <laughs> see, see, they were, she was running before, uh, <laughs> you know, but unofficially. So there's a huge amount to uncover. And, but, yeah. How many um, Larry Bird episodes have you done? 
<laughs> uh, zero, but you're... Wow, that's, you're, that's you're, really weird because he's probably got the top five most sporting moments of all time. Well, you, you, <laughs> you've just put your hand off to be on that episode. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, are you ready for a three-hour episode? <laughs> um, I, I, I saw a Larry Bird like uh, mixtape thing just came up on Facebook recently and I watched it when I had about a minute to spare and it was about a four minute video and I watched all of it just being late to things and I was like he was amazing yeah <laughs> he just was amazing uh great great stuff I'm glad we got to talk about Larry Bird on our last podcast of the year and Ian as well obviously uh, <laughs> lifetime achievements award for Larry Bird exactly <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. he's finally made it <laughs> how's two new awards birthed from this uh this year's show it's exciting isn't it um, we didn't find out where Will No, was from we didn't yet. get his uh, Will, deets. Where did we find you? Uh, I'm from the Crafty Pint. Uh, pretty much just follow the Crafty Pint on all its channels. I My Twitter and Instagram is also Will Zabel. I feel like our light is independent. That, what's going on yeah. in this room? It just got, got very, very dark. dark like, wrap it up, boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're well over our um, schedule. What's your social handles? Will Zabel. Is there an underscore? Um, there? Yes, there is. Okay. Sorry, uh, Instagram, and I probably use Instagram more than Twitter, but I, I don't really use either of them. Uh, Dave, uh, at Melb Dave on Instagram and Twitter. Dave at Alabatime dot com. Check out Patreon for some more content, please. Uh, you can get me at Ale of a Time, Ale of a Time dot com. At Yak Ales. At Yak Ales. No, that, I'm, I, 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 I was suspended. Uh, they, they at Carpetbag Steaks. Yeah, Carpetbag in Melbourne. Um, also, Hypo- Hypothetical Institute um, at Hypothabot on Twitter, or just search the Hypothetical Institute in your favourite podcasting app uh, for some good lols about conspiracy. Big shout out to the SB. Um, despite the technical issues, this has been a pleasure to record. A Certainly podcast has. We'll it's quite amazing to be doing this in a pub. Uh, a- in a pub yeah. during Christmas time. There are yeah. pe- there's so many people moving past us. I think there's probably about a thousand people around us in this this overall venue. Yeah, Just the watching the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm prepared to say the next show that's not location-based will be here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, great. Thanks, guys. Big shout oh, out to thanks. the Ale of a Time as well. You, this is another year done. Oh, thank you. You're doing a brilliant you. service for all our beer geeks who tune into the podcast, look at the blog and the website. Thank you very much. It's really much appreciated. You just nailed that script. Thanks, Yeah, much. thank yeah. you. <laughs> and here's your, here's your free pint. <laughs> well, what do you got? Any... any no, it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, great, great work, yeah. guys. Log on to the Crafty Pines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everyone. If, if you want more news, <laughs> bye. Thanks.